This is W T M. Watch this movie. What? <laughs> How you doing? Oh, good for you. Oh, wait. Are you drinking up? First, you gotta do the trouble shuffle. Obviously, you're not a golfer. Watch a few movies, take a few notes. W G M. Watch this movie. Welcome back to WTM Watch This Movie. I am Eric Mulder. My safe word is keep going. Joining me finally, once again, is Mr. Positivity Wolfie T. What's up? Not much. What's up with you? Anything new in your life? Oh, it's you know, it's been a it's been a blessed year. Have there been any reasons we haven't had an episode come out in two months? In 2020, the year of our Lord, uh, October was not my month. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I talked about this a little bit on the brand new Positively Wolfy podcast, dropping uh, Friday the 13th of November for the first time in over a month. Uh, and I'll tell it here, too. On October 2nd, I'm sitting in my uh, my apartment and I'm working and uh, somebody knocks on the door and it's the maintenance man. And he says, Hey, do you have a leak in your apartment? I said, no, I don't think so. Head on over, look in the bathroom. There's water pouring out of the ceiling in the bathroom. And uh, what happened was apparently the guy who lives above me ran his washing machine and it uh, malfunctioned and wouldn't stop filling up. So it flooded his apartment. And then it came down through basically every orifice in my ceiling, uh, in the bathroom and then down the hallway. <laughs> so nice, nice. quite a bit of water damage. They, uh, they came and they, they cut out a bunch of stuff, cut out the floors, uh, cut out uh, parts of the ceiling, parts of certain walls. And they put in these industrial strength dehumidifiers, which are just, Big old fucking machines. Had some in my kitchen, had one in the bathroom. And uh, those were there for about a week and a half. And then it took them another like two or three weeks to get back in and repair everything. Uh, and then when I finally got it back, like when they did the repairs, they they didn't do anything to like cover the furniture or anything like that. <laughs> and they were obviously cutting drywall in the apartment. So I had just like a blanket of about a half inch of uh, drywall dust on all my furniture and stuff. Hmm. So it took about three days to kind of clean it up and get it back to where I could. Uh... Sounds like they weren't using union labor. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I so I spent a, a month with living with my parents which was an absolute joy. Uh, so, yeah, why um, didn't you just watch Texas Chainsaw Massacre at your parents' house and then you could have done the episode over here? I see I <laughs> thought about doing that and then I realized I don't think it was on so I ended up watching it on Tubi and I don't think it was on Tubi until after Halloween. I think all like the major like horror franchises were only on like sci-fi or you know, networks that put like 
ads and play only the TV cut. So I didn't want to watch that. And then my parents don't have a Blu-ray player. I would have had to go get my PlayStation probably. And then uh, it's like watching, uh, if you watch a movie over at my parents' house, it's like watching with the Spanish Inquisition because you get fucking questions about everything every like two minutes. Just uh, And then, you know, my mom's giving me dirty looks because there's fucking, you know, cannibals on the screen. So I thought that wasn't a very good movie watching experience. So but well, we'll just wait. We'll wait it out. Good choice. So <laughs> I thought it kind of threw a wrench in our horror extravaganza. It did, uh, unexpectedly. Uh, so we're going to make it up a little bit, but uh, obviously it's probably not going to be as impressive as we had hoped. Yeah. Uh, we'll still do Death Proof next, I believe, in a couple of weeks. Do like a recently seen episode next week, I think. And yeah, then I think we'll just move on to holiday movies. Yeah, which we got to figure out some holiday movies. Uh, if anybody has suggestions, hit us up on Twitter. Yeah, we've done a decent amount. And I still think we should do Scrooged. Yeah, that would be a good one. I heard they're doing a remake of that with Kevin Hart. Of course they are. Why wouldn't they? <laughs> of course they are. <laughs> Speaking of Kevin Hart and remakes, I think they're also doing a remake of Trains, Planes, Automobiles with Kevin Hart and Will Smith. I think I heard about that one. I, I vaguely remember hearing about Scrooged. Yeah, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. It's one of those one, one of those movies that everybody loves, and I watched it, and I'm like, that's not that funny. <laughs> it's pretty solid. It's just a good movie, Brett. Thanksgiving movie. See, I, when it comes to comedies, I feel that I've uh, come to learn over the last couple of years that the comedy movies that make me laugh aren't the comedy movies that make other people laugh <laughs> and vice versa. <laughs> so now you're admitting that Norbit doesn't make people laugh other than you. I'm not saying I understand it. <laughs> I'm saying that seems to be the, the uh, position that has uh, uh, displayed itself through my observation. Speaking of Eddie Murphy, uh, coming to America 2 is dropping, I think, in December on Netflix. Coming to America. <laughs> That's right. It's a confusing title. Just imagine in a couple of years when somebody says, hey, have you seen Coming to America? And you're like, which one? <laughs> <laughs> I think... Uh... I think the sequel's plot line is, is revolves around Eddie Murphy looking for a long lost child in New York. And I'm thinking I rewatched coming to America not too long ago. He isn't sleeping around or doing anything of that sort in New York. All he does is he finds the woman he loves and ends up, you know, marrying her back in his home country. So I don't know how that would work. But is it, I don't know, is it like an illegitimate child that he's looking for? Or is it like one of his kids from back in Africa moved to New York and now he's, he's off to find the kid? Yeah, I guess I'm not sure. I mean, I, when I read it, I assumed the former of what you said. 
that it was a Ill- illegitimate child. And I'm like, well, he didn't mess around at all. It was Arsenio Hall that was trying to get strange every day. <laughs> well, uh, Eddie Murphy's going to McDowell's to work. <laughs> John Amos, solid in that movie. Is he still alive? I think so, because he's in Uncut Gems. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> he's one of those uh, people that I get confused because his character died on Good Times. And then it's like, wait, did the character die or did the actor die? Oh, it was just the character. I guess the actor still still kicking it. I forgot he was in Uncut Gems. That was a great scene. <laughs> What does he tell his son? It's the guy from, uh, does he tell him he's from Good Times or does he mention something else from his filmography? I always think that he was, he's like, he's in Good Times or something like that. I always think that he said the wrong show. Could have been, yeah. Like he was on Family Matters or something. (laughs) (laughs) Or what's happening, maybe. (laughs) Can we use your bathroom? No. Ted Amos not having it. <laughs> Nor should he. He's earned it. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, I think we're going to post this episode on Friday the 13th, along with your new episode of the Positively Wolfy podcast. Yeah. So, double header for you people who have been missing us. Also, shout out to our friends from across the pond, Movie Drone. They, I think, have ran our promo on two episodes <laughs> since <laughs> like the last time we were on air. <laughs> I think it's wishful thinking on their part. If we run their promo, they have to put out an episode. <laughs> so we thank them for that. And then I will play their promo right now. Have time for another podcast and enjoy listening to two idiots discussing films. Then look no further. We are Movie Drone Podcast, two mates sitting down to discuss new releases, nostalgic films and anything and everything in between. He's Steve. And he's Mark. Together we answer listener questions and set each other homework, giving each other a film to watch that the other hasn't seen in the hope of unearthing hidden gems. You can download us on iTunes, Podbean as well as Google search us to find us on loads of different platforms. Or email moviedronepodcast at hotmail.com. I think that's all. No chance mate. Huh? You've forgotten everyone's favourite feature. Mark's movie impressions. Oh, I'd hope you've forgotten it too, to be honest. No chances that pay. You think you should do one. I hate you. Come on, mate. Show them what you got. Hey, no fun. Hey, no fun. Yo, Adrian! <laughs> and if that hasn't put you off, give us a try. There's a small chance you won't regret it. I would play Steve that- a while ago, like, yeah, we're going to play your promo as soon as we do another episode. <laughs> I asked them to send me their promo and uh, they said, uh, we're embarrassed by it. Please don't play our promo. (laughs) (laughs) So they never sent it to me. (laughs) Otherwise, I would have played it on Positively Wolfie because they played my promo a few times on on their show too. I'm not sure why they're that embarrassed of it. I mean, I sent them that uh, acapella rendition (laughs) of their (laughs) intro, not intro, but their, uh, the homework. Yeah sound drops i think it's just old i I mean they dropped the mark's movie impressions which is a little sad but uh i'm not mad with the replacement 
Yeah, I'm a few episodes behind. So I've been listening to some other things as of late, but I will catch up pretty quickly here. Yeah, they also have a contest running or a vote. They have the brackets set up. And that that's just to determine what movie they're going to do next, right? Yeah, I think that'll be over by the time our episode comes out. Yeah, they record on Fridays, so. Yeah, and they're obviously ahead of us because they're in England, uh, oh. time-wise. They're in the future. But feel free to interact with them on Twitter at Movie Drone. Or is it Movie underscore Drone? I think I it's Movie underscore Drone. They're very popular. Very British. <laughs> that they are and one of them's a real fucking mark <laughs> get it on a face mask teespring.com slash stores slash wtm watch this movie don't <laughs> turning into a real mark put it on your face now that covid is running wild i thought covid was going away when joe biden won the presidency what happened well, we got the vaccine now. That's right. I guess technically he hasn't won yet. He just declared himself the winner. Mm-hmm. Even though Trump is still grasping at straws and filing lawsuits. Uh, all right. Well, let's get into my favorite horror film of all time. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre from 1974. It's my number one. Now, I don't think I had seen this till maybe two or three years ago. I think it was one of those ones I either I I didn't ever look for it or like when I started looking for it, like it was never available anywhere where I was watching movies. Yeah. And then I, then it finally popped up and I was able to watch it. You could see its influence on a lot of other stuff that I had seen before this though. Yeah. I suppose since he's seen it so late in life. Yeah. You've already pretty much seen it before. It was very heavily influential in the horror films that, came after it um so i guess what are your initial thoughts after the you know first time watching it and then watching it again now i think the well it's it's a great like, movie you know low budget super low budget 70s horror movie but uh i think that actually lends to the uh, the actual horror of the movie if you will yeah where um it was filmed in 16 millimeter right i have no idea i don't know try to look again for sure but i'm pretty sure it's in 16 gives it more that grainier feel low budget and then the uh the actors i'm guessing were pretty unknown at the time they looked like they were pretty inexperienced but like the actors that they got to play like the the villains uh like the hitchhiker and the old man and uh leatherface like they didn't seem like they're acting like they they brought a sense of realism to the movie that i don't think like classically trained actors might have not to say that they're not classically trained but uh they were different types of dudes and uh, you could see, you know, potentially them actually doing those things based on how they played the characters. I think the first time I watched it, I was annoyed by Franklin, but <laughs> in subsequent viewings, I've, he's become more and more sympathetic. The more as the more I kind of like 
think about his situation and how, like, as an invalid, like, he, he's really kind of at the mercy of everybody else. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I initially thought he's pretty annoying, too. But I haven't warmed up to him as much as you have, I guess. <laughs> I mean, there's some funny stuff. That, <laughs> when he's just going nuts, doing all the fart noises. Well, like, the, the, I thought he had some grass in his in his uh, tongue or something. Like a hair on his tongue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. or, is he, or do you think he was just blowing like raspberries? <laughs> just blowing raspberries. <laughs> they left him outside. We'll, we'll talk about it when we get to her get to it but they just left him outside and ran upstairs <laughs> well you know they're liable to get hurt those old houses are dangerous why did they bring them in the first place <laughs> no wheelchair ramp i know that's why they shouldn't have left them outside at least roll them into the house <laughs> well they, they did have that makeshift ramp that they drove around with that's true you know, whenever he needed to pee, like, okay, you're going to piss in this coffee can, but you have to get 50 feet away from the van before you do so. Well, you got to give him some privacy. Yeah, but it's like you're going to go all the way down the ditch to piss in this little coffee can. Well, he was, he was getting away from the road, getting in the tall grass. We're getting ahead of ourselves, though. We got to go through the cast list first. Yeah. All right. So from 74... This film was directed by Toby Hooper and stars Marilyn Burns as Sally, Alan Danziger as Jerry, Paul A. Partain as Franklin, William Vale as Kirk, Terry McMinn as Pam, Edwin Neal as the hitchhiker, Jim Saito as the old man, Gunnar Hansen as Leatherface, and John Dugan played the grandfather. Only other casting choice of note is John Larroquette did the narration. Uh, he went to school with Toby Hooper in Austin, and he agreed to do the narration in exchange for a joint. It's a of fun course fact. he did. Of course he did, <laughs> dirty hippie. What ever happened to that John Larroquette guy? He never made anything of himself. Well, after Night Court, he really wasn't in all that much. He was in what, uh, Richie Rich? Right? I don't know. He was on a HBO show not that long ago. I forget what it was called. Yeah. I think he was on a couple of short-lived sitcoms, but... It was The Brink was the one I was thinking of. Mm-hmm. But he's done a lot, of, a lot of TV, a lot of... A few movies. Yeah. Synopsis. Two siblings and three of their friends en route to visit their grandfather's grave in Texas end up falling victim to a family of cannibalistic psychopaths and must survive the terrors of Leatherface and his family. I think that's uh, incorrect. They didn't go on this road trip to visit the girl's grandfather's grave. I think they were going to a Texas game, right? Or some sort of a game or a concert? Um... I don't remember what their final destination was, but they were, they definitely stopped at the grandfather's grave mm-hmm. because there was a rash of grave robberies going yeah. on. And then they were stopping at the grandfather's old house 
presumably to stay for the evening uh, or at least. Well, um, just until they we get gas. Was it just until they got gas? But uh, Yeah, I, I believe so. You know, they had a schedule to keep. Right. They were on the move. Yeah. I, I don't remember exactly where they were going to, um, but they did stop at the ground. It's, it's been two months since I've watched it now, since it's, <laughs> it's taken so long to do this episode. But you should know this more than me. I, I assume you've seen it more than three times. Yeah. I've seen it I, around eight or ten times. I think I've watched it twice this year, but only three times total. I see. But anyways, you know, I was, as I was watching this time, you know, they have the scroll at the beginning with the backstory. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was wondering if this is your favorite movie, how did you not know that uh, it's pronounced invalid and not invalid? No, it's my favorite horror movie. My favorite <laughs> movie. But no, what episode... What was that from? I remember I said, uh, I think it was just me and Alex. And yeah, I was I like, it was, invalid. Yeah. We were talking about something. Some movie and it was like invalid. And then you would like message me, like I think at work. And you're like, don't you know what invalid means? And I'm like, <laughs> never really heard the term. Ever since then, when I've watched this movie, I'm like, oh, there's, there it is used in the real world. <laughs> I don't remember. It was a few years ago. I don't remember what episode it was, but I remember just laughing at it. <laughs> you idiots. And Alex didn't, Alex just went along with it. He didn't correct you or anything. Well, it's not, it's kind of an old timey term. It's probably un PC nowadays. It's probably uh, pretty politically incorrect. He's not invalid. <laughs> a person can't be invalid. <laughs> He's differently uh, abled, or he's uh, what? Are, what do they he's say? Got limb, our, he's got limb difference. <laughs> At our job, what do they call it? Diverse abilities. <laughs> uh, did you hear that limb difference uh, controversy this past week or two weeks ago? Oh, about the witches. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe Warner Brothers apologized for that. But Anne Hathaway's gonna, you know, she's gonna do better. So, you know, so she plays. Can, Calm down. You know she plays a witch, right? Like she's not a human being <laughs> in the movie. Like I haven't seen it, but uh, I assume she's a human being. I am offended that they portray a bald person as an evil, you know, entity, because I think that reflects probably on the bald community when mm-hmm. you keep making all the bad guys bald. Indeed, just like in uh, you know James Bond. <laughs> I was just going to go off in a tangent about actors like Mark Wahlberg, who has a third nipple <laughs> and the, you know, it's been kind of digitally erased for some stuff. And, um, I don't think I've heard that story. Oh, you didn't know Mark Wahlberg had a third nipple? No, I don't think I did. Is that common he, knowledge? Yeah, kind of. Uh, it was digital. Like I remember I heard about it when he did that movie Rockstar because they digitally removed it. It's not huge, but you, you, you go to image search, Mark Wahlberg, third nipple, it'll show you what it is. But, and then it clicked in my head when she said James Bond <laughs> in uh, a movie I'll assign you, well, not next, but it's coming up. The man with the golden gun. 
Christopher Lee is the villain. Mm-hmm. And he's distinguishable by a third nipple. <laughs> so Christopher Lee has this really fake ass nipple that he wears. <laughs> oh, that's weird. He's taking the jobs of all the three nipple actors out there. At least he didn't play a tree. Mm-hmm. Like Bond tries to impersonate him at one point, so he puts on like this fake third nipple, and is like showing out, showing around to people, like, "Check out who I am! I'm that guy with the third nipple. I'm Scaramanga." <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! Oh wow! A good one. <laughs> oh Jesus! Speaking of, I don't know if this is a good transition, but the the next thing we see is Franklin gets rolled out of the the van as you said so he could use the uh the pecan not the pecan the pecan and uh (laughs) as soon as he gets going a truck rolls by and honks at him and he goes rolling down all the way down the hill and falls out of his chair (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, before before we go forward i did want to mention the intro so there's that uh, the narration. There's that radio bulletin about the grave robbings. Yep, and it shows that you know a macabre work of art that the grave robbers left with the uh, corpses. Um, I guess posed in a very weird position on top of one of the gravestones. That's right. Yep. And then it goes to that weird colored intro. It's almost like film negatives, almost but red. Mm-hmm. So I think it's mostly red. And it's a lot of just loud noises, <laughs> like eerie sounds. And I love the sound, I guess, design of this film, if you want to call it that. Because I'm not even sure if they had a budget for technically sound design. But mm-hmm. some of the creepiest parts of this movie is the sound effects, specifically like when they're taking the pictures and it's like the yeah. Right, yeah like the bulbs from the pictures being taken and like all these like metallic scratching sounds. It's very unsettling. It's true. And don't they, uh, what do they show? Like a bunch of decomposed bodies and stuff. Is that kind of the the imagery? Mm -hmm. And they kind of use that sound effect throughout the movie. Yeah. It's pretty effective. It is really well done. And then, yeah, we get uh, our five protagonists on the road. And Franklin, yeah, he gets his uh, he gets blown away by a semi, <laughs> startled. See, I think that you got to feel bad for him, right? He's in a wheelchair; he can't really stop himself, you know. And they they put him in a weird spot, you know. Yeah. But uh, he gets his shirt all ripped up. He falls out of his chair. Kirk's always there to help him, though. He's not a small man. But, uh, yeah, they are driving along, and there's a hitchhiker. Why not pick him up? It's the 70s. We're hippies, right? (laughs) Talk about astrology for, like, five minutes. Yeah. They said uh, Saturn (laughs) is a bad influence. It's in retrograde. (laughs) It's it's especially bad in retrograde. (laughs) There's actually a lot of foreshadowing in here, and that's one of it, or one of the foreshadowing. Uh, that doesn't even sound 
grammatically correct. That's one of the foreshadowing. One of the foreshadowing instances. It's one of the foreshadows. <laughs> as, as they have these, and there's four uh, of them, right? We got three more to go. That's <laughs> the second foreshadow, the third, and the fourth, the fourth foreshadow. It's like a Christmas carol. There's the, there's, instead of the four ghosts, it's the foreshadows. Because Marley's ghosts, a, though. Marley's a ghost. I suppose. Marley's the fourth ghost. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's technically the first, but there's, you know, you know what I mean. So, yeah. Um, if I was alive in 74, this movie would be enough for me to never want to pick up a hitchhiker. No shit. <laughs> well, even they talk about it. Like, what's the worst that could happen? I don't know. He could kill us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. The hitchhiker was fucking freaky, though. He had that, what is he? He's got a splotch on his face. I don't know if that's like a birth mark or a birth defect or like a burn. Or just red paint. Maybe, or blood. (laughs) Uh, Who knows? He likes to hang out at the slaughterhouse, so. He looks a little touched in the head. He acts it, too. Yeah, let's, uh, let's go to our first clip, which is part of the conversation between hitchhiker and the rest of the van i got an uncle that works at a slaughterhouse hey my, my brother worked there my my grandfather too <laughs> my family's always been in me my whole family of dragons hey man did you go in that slaughter room or whatever they call it the place where they shoot the cattle in the head with that big air gun thing oh that 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 gun's no good i was in there once with my uncle it's the old way with a sledge <laughs> See, that was better. They died better that way. Well, how come? I-, I thought the gun was better. Oh, no, no. With the new way people put out of jobs. You do that? Look. I was the killer. <laughs> hey. Let me see him. They don't send the heads away. You took these, huh? Yeah. Franklin. See, they make hitchies. They they take the head and they boil it, except for the tongue. And they scrape all the flesh away from the bone. They, they use everything. They don't throw nothing away. They, they use the, the jowls and the muscles and the, the eyes and the ligaments and everything. Oh. For the nose and the gums and all the flesh, and they boil it down into a a, a big jelly of fat. Wow, I I didn't know that's what was in that stuff. It's really good. You like it? Yeah, sure. I I like it. Uh, It's good. Sounds horrible. Is it possible we can talk about something else? Uh, you'd probably like it if you didn't know what was in it. No, I wouldn't, and I wish you'd stop talking about it. Oh. Oh, Franklin, you're making everybody sick. Ugh. <laughs> Have you ever had head cheese? No, but uh, head cheese was a tag team in the WWF in the year <laughs> 2000. It was, El- it was El Snow and Steve Blackman. El Snow used to walk around with a mannequin head. <laughs> so he was head, and then Steve Blackman was cheesy, so they're head cheese. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Nobody liked them as a team, just like nobody likes head cheese as a food. Yeah, I've never had head cheese, and I would never try it. 
I don't think I've ever seen it or, you know, I've only heard about it. I've, I've never actually seen it. Or well, I don't think it's a food that's sold a lot in Woodbury. Okay. You have to get away from your, the cake eater radius. Okay. Hey, we're no Edina. <laughs> you have to get out to the outskirts into the rural areas. Probably. I've it's seen that. it for sale certain places, but oh, I, it's never really been served at like a friend's house or like a church event or I may have once in a while seen like a mom and pop cafe in rural areas where they might have like special on head cheese today, like maybe a couple of times, but yeah, I would never try it. Yeah, I don't think so. It's weird that they call it cheese. Like that seems like a like a misnomer. They boil it down and to like a like a jelly of fat. <laughs> <laughs> what? So, oh. you know, the dairy industry should get on that. If that ever gets popular, the dairy industry is going to go after them, just like they went after all the almond milk in, in person. <laughs> you know, selling their their almond juice with the milk name on it when it's not even milk, but soy. I think they went after them too. All the non-milk milks. I'm sure they would go after head cheese if that ever got popular. I don't know what you would call it if you don't call it head cheese. But uh, the hitchhiker, he's, he's quite the amateur photographer, huh? Yeah. Got all his photos from the slaughterhouse. All the cows that he killed. <laughs> it's a good picture. You buy it now. <laughs> you give me money now. Two dollars. It's a good picture. It's just him surprised. <laughs> well, he takes yeah, he takes a picture of Franklin. Uh, was that before or after he borrowed his knife? Um, I think it was after. Because <laughs> Franklin Franklin's got a little uh, I don't know, like a pocket knife. He's kind of playing with it, and the hitchhiker has to uh, you know look at it. And he cuts his palm with it and he just starts bleeding everywhere and then he's got a straight razor in his uh like in his boot you know and uh i got this knife <laughs> yeah so, cool just put it away all right so he's he seems a little unstable uh and he he just snaps a picture of franklin for no particular reason and then tries to sell it to him even though it came out pretty shitty well, he uses the uh, back of a van as his dark room. <laughs> it didn't turn out so well. Well, it was like a Polaroid type. Uh, yeah, it was like an instant. But like, there's poor lighting in the in the van, and then uh, <laughs> after Franklin refuses to buy it, the guy just pulls out some uh, aluminum foil, puts the paper in there, and then he's got like some gunpowder or something. Yeah. And he just lights it on fire in the van. <laughs> and uh, they finally kick him out. But he cuts Franklin on the way out. That's right. Yeah, arm. he cuts his arm. They have a really good cutting effect on that arm. It really looks like he's sawn through flesh with that knife. Yeah. The special effects are pretty good, for especially for the budget. And this movie isn't as gory as you would think. There isn't all that much blood or gore. That's what I think. Cause I always hear about like how it was banned forever, you know, for however many years because it was so gory and bloody and 
it's really tame by especially by today's standards uh maybe it was a little bit you know violent based on the the time it came out but even like by 74 like there are movies with a lot more violence in them than this like especially like gun violence like this one doesn't have really any gun violence but like I mean, there are a lot of other, like, especially like gangster movies that came out before this that were yeah. way worse as far as blood and guts. And there's only one murder or death by chainsaw. And you don't even really see it. It's just, but it's, it's from but behind. It's Frank, but it's Franklin. <laughs> it's kind of like that uh, story about Scarface and their troubles getting an R rating. And it was mostly over that shot in the uh, club. Of the uh, clown getting shot the fuck up. Yeah. Like, you got to get rid of that. <laughs> you can't be showing this. <laughs> I forget. Didn't the Palma end up, uh, like, they couldn't keep track of which ones they sent back to be cut and which ones they didn't. And so he just sent out the uncut one anyways. Yeah, well, because they wanted him to change something. And then I think he just sent the same one back again or, like, on the third try. He sent like the uncut one back and it just, they passed it. Yeah, I can't remember. It was either that or like they passed one where he had cut it and then like when he actually sent it out, he's like, fuck it, send the uncut one. You know, mm-hmm. and nobody knew the difference because the MPAA wasn't going out to the theaters to watch it. Yeah. Like, there was probably a, a different, uh, different people reviewing it each time. Yeah. So everyone's like, opinions di- are differ. I've already seen this movie. I'm not going to see it in the theater. <laughs> but yeah, like, like you said, Texas Chainsaw, it has this reputation of being really like gory and grisly violence. And it's relatively tame on a violence level. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's a lot more, I don't know, more of the idea of the violence is what, you know, kind of gets the, the scares versus the actual like act of violence um before we move on when i was watching this uh, again and that semi blows by franklin knocks him down the hill yeah. i was wondering i was like wouldn't it be cool i wonder if that's the same semi as the one at the end of the movie that stops <laughs> <laughs> and, it, and it's not this oh. is different color and stuff but yeah i thought i was like oh i bet you that's that's it and i've just never noticed it before and nope <laughs> No, I think it's because the uh, the one at the beginning, the driver was a white guy, so he's an asshole, and then the, <laughs> at the end, he's a he's a black guy, so he has a little pity on these people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, uh, right after they kick the hitchhiker out, and it takes him a while to gun it, <laughs> so the hitchhiker can <laughs> jog alongside the van and mark it up, put a little blood design from his hand on the side. Was he trying to like put a, a symbol or a word or something on there? Do you think? I think it was, it was just signal. Him? I think it was a signal. Uh, the old man at the gas station. Yeah, I, I'm just wondering if he was just smearing blood, you know, as as best he could, or if he was actually sp- trying to like draw something. It seemed like he was kind of doing a specific design because he uh, he put his hand to the van numerous times. He didn't just try and smear blood. Right. But yeah. 
So they end up uh, going to the gas station because they're getting low on gas. And wouldn't you know it, gas station is out of gas. Hopefully they'll get more in the afternoon, but who knows? But maybe probably tomorrow. Leads us to our next clip. Where Franklin asked the old man about the Franklin place. Hey, you know where the old Franklin place is? The old Franklin place? Yeah, it's an old two-story rock house and it's sitting up on a hill. I think you have to turn on that road back there, but I'm not real sure. Yeah, yeah maybe, maybe i seen something like that up that way. When I look, you, you boys don't want to go mess around no old house. But those things is dangerous. You're liable to get hurt. Hey, we'll, we'll be careful. You don't want to go fooling around other folks' property. <laughs> Some folks don't like it, and they don't mind showing you. Oh, my father owns it. And that's your daddy's place, huh? Yeah. Uh, look, uh, I got some good barbecue here. Why don't you fellas stick around here a while? The transport will be by in a little while. Yeah, you want to get some barbecue? Them, them girls now, they, they don't want to go messing around no old house. Best you stick around here. Stick around here for some great... Human-infused barbecue. I wanted to bring this up. So he says, do you know where the old Franklin house is? Does that mean his name is Franklin Franklin? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm sure it's... Because, um, yeah, on IMDb, it's just Franklin. Or do you think it's his uh, maternal grandfather? If I had to guess, I would say that's his, uh, his Christian name. <laughs> I was watching what? Jackie Brown the other day. It was Beaumont. It was a Beaumont. The first or last name. Uh, if I had to guess, I would say Beaumont's his Christian name. So I assume, I assume his first name is Franklin because his sister calls him that, and it would be weird if she called him by his last name. Yeah. But for the house, he says is owned by his daddy. And it's the old Franklin house. And usually when you say it's, you know, it's the old whatever house, it's the last name. She leads me to believe that his name is Franklin Franklin. Could be. I'm sticking with that theory. I think that's <laughs> a good theory. And then his sister is Sally Franklin. Sally's uh, Marilyn Burns looking good in here. Those white pants. Now, I don't know if you noticed watching Sally throughout the film, but all these crazy stories I've heard about the making of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It was so hot all day long. All the, it was just hot all day. Everyone's sweating. It's just, it was so hot making this film. Well, Marilyn Burns' tank top determined that was a lie. <laughs> <laughs> she is nipping out the entire movie. You sound like Maury. I <laughs> know. <laughs> just took a DNA test. 100% not hot. <laughs> Instead of sending in a sexy decoy, they, they actually sent in some cold, cold nights and uh, <laughs> deep in the, the heart of Texas. But like even like daytime shots, it's, I mean, I know it was the 70s and not a lot of women were wearing bras, or at least the hippies weren't, but it was just like, that is very noticeable. 
I'm sure it was hot, but oh. I don't know. Those those things were defying the laws of physics. <laughs> Maybe she just had ice on the on the <laughs> set, you know. <laughs> They obviously didn't have air conditioning, so uh, it wasn't that. Yeah. You know, when they got the the barbecue, like they fit the barbecue for four. What is there's five of them actually, right? There's five people. They ordered barbecue for five of them, and it comes, it fits in half of a sandwich bag. <laughs> <laughs> Not even half. It's like a brown paper sandwich bag, and he's rolled it up like two-thirds of the way. And that's the barbecue for five people. They probably had a bunch of coiled sausage links in there. I know they had, so- they had sausage. Franklin, Franklin was, was none on the sausage later. Oh. How about Franklin picking his fingernails with his knife, <laughs> which already has the hitchhiker's blood on it. And Sally goes, Franklin, give me your knife. And then she starts using it to cut barbecue with it. <laughs> it's fucking gross. Yeah. The 70s never would have survived COVID <laughs> or any diseases. They had learned nothing from the Spanish flu. It was fucking gross. So yeah, in the second film, Texas Chainsaw 2, which came out, is it 10 years later? No, maybe it was 86. It came out in 86. Was it that light? Yeah. It was after The Breakfast Club, right? Because they parodied yeah. that poster. Breakfast Club's 85. But or yeah, it's, it's maybe, supposed to take place like 10 years later, I think. Maybe it came out first and then the bref- Breakfast Club copied them. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be sweet. Yeah, still the best theatrical poster you're, you're ever going to see. Texas Chainsaw 2. But uh, yeah, in, it is revealed more in detail in that film that the barbecue and the, all the meat that they make is from people. <laughs> Because he wins a chili cook-off, a Texas chili cook-off. The, the old man does. Blaze <laughs> <laughs> testing it, and there's like a tooth or like a little bit of bone in there. He's, oh, that's just a little peppercorn in there. <laughs> uh, yeah, Jones and I did an episode on Texas Chainsaw 2 a few years ago. but Yeah, I think that's kind of implied in this movie, but it's not like they don't visit it specifically. Yeah. I mean, they obviously put, you know, the girl up in the meat hook and then into the freezer or whatnot. And so you can kind of assume like, well, they're treating these people like they would their meat. This is like the butcher's room because he's like sawing the bodies apart and whatnot. Yep. So you're going to make that leap, but yeah, they don't specify that they're serving people at the gas station. Mm-hmm. Rest assured, they are. After Sally uses that contaminated knife to cut everybody's barbecue. They roll up on the old Franklin place, which is a real piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> sure is. Like it's super dilapidated. Looks like it hasn't been lived in in about 20 years. It's uh, decomposing. It's like my daddy owns that place. It's like, well, dude, you're only like, what, 28? I mean, they got to be in their 20s. Yeah. I would say all of them. So what's your daddy, but you're just, your dad just has properties all over Texas or what? Well, he must have inherited it from the grandpa. Yeah. And then they, you know, they visited there when they were kids. And they went to the swimming hole out back. Mm-hmm. Out there between the two sheds. Just roll <laughs> on down. Which is obviously dried up at this point. 
How did they get Franklin's fat ass out there? He was never small. Yeah, it's not good enough for Kirk and Pam, who leave to go fuck somewhere. Except they don't really get to it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that they realize, uh, this is where they realize that their van was marked by mm-hmm. the hitchhiker also. Yeah. And Franklin, uh, he's got to take a look at it. And as he's looking at it, everybody runs upstairs in the house and starts joking and laughing and uh, leaves him all by himself outside. And he can't get up in the house. He got something on his tongue or either that or he just he, <laughs> I we kind of talked about this before we got started but uh I think he got like uh, some grass or a hair or something on his tongue and he's trying to get it off but uh you think he's just being a jerk indeed he's being the spoiled little brat he is I don't think he's spoiled. I think he's just handicapped. Everyone caters to his every demand. He's handicapped. <laughs> he's differently abled. You know, it is possible for someone to be handicapped and an asshole. It's I possible. Think, I don't think we're supposed to say handicapped. We're yeah. supposed to say disabled. Is that? <laughs> <laughs> well... All the signs on the spots outside of the convenience store still say handicapped. So until they bring those signs down, I'm saying handicapped. I think that was a Curb Your Enthusiasm episode. <laughs> but yeah. Larry called the guy handicapped and he got offended. Yeah. Because I'll say disabled for another five years and then, you know, that won't be good enough. It's a disabled. How would you call him disabled? I don't think it's good enough. I think it's already at that point. I think we're past that. Just like little people. I'm just waiting for the day of the little people's like a very uh, degrading term. Did you just call him little? (laughs) I was looking through my list of articles that I've uh, set aside to potentially use on Positively Wolf, the podcast. And one of them uh, was uh, that they may have found a cure for dwarfism. (laughs) but there's uh, ethical questions about it. (laughs) 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 So maybe getting into that topic on uh, my other podcast at some point. (laughs) Stay tuned. Maybe problem solved. We don't have to worry about using the M word anymore or Mm -hmm. figuring out what else (laughs) to call short people. Anyways, so uh, who is it that goes... To get uh, go to the oh, swimming hole, Kirk and Pam, Kirk and Pam, and then they end up uh, swimming hole hole is dry, uh, and they then they hear a, yeah they f- they hear a generator at a, at a neighbor's place, so they go to investigate, thinking hey they got gas. Yeah, we're gonna go take gas out of the generator because obviously they don't need it. Well, they're gonna ask for gas. Is what they were gonna do because they're uh, on the generator. Yep. And there's and a, about the dozen cars that are underneath camouflage. <laughs> there's a camouflage auto graveyard. <laughs> Not suspicious at all. <laughs> it's covered so you can't see it by air. You know, if you fly by in a helicopter or airplane, mm-hmm. you can't see the cars from above. Uh, and that is not a red flag for them. I'll tell you what, though, going up in the area I did, there were some farm places that had that they weren't salvage yards 
but they had like a dozen old cars just sitting on their property yeah for decades basically although it wasn't covered by camouflage (laughs) i think that's the suspicious part (laughs) also not a red flag is the human tooth just lying on the front porch yeah well, with, with the camouflage, Kirk's probably just thinking, well, you know, the sun can really damage those paint jobs on these fine automobiles <laughs> here. So it's good they're using this, <laughs> this canopy here. <laughs> he also thought it was a good idea to give that, that rotten human tooth to his girlfriend. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's as pretty a, funny. As a joke. This uh, scene here contains my favorite shot in the entire film. And one of my favorite shots in all of cinema, when Kirk is inside and Pam is sitting on the swinging bench outside, Mm -hmm. and then she gets up and starts walking towards it. The camera is basically on the ground. It's on a dolly or whatever on the ground, and it's following her from behind. So it's a low-angle shot of her and then the house. It's actually, uh, I bought a new 4K transfer Blu-ray. And when you open it up, the inside, or I guess the, you know, the cover art, well, it isn't reversible, but I guess on the inside is one design. It's it's one picture and it's that still of the shot from behind her as she's walking towards the house. Oh, nice. Yeah. There's a, because I've been wanting to get that framed, but you know, I want a bigger size still. I just don't want an outstretched (laughs) Blu-ray size. (laughs) But, um, yeah, there's a lot of uh, low-angle shots in here and just camera shots from, I guess, unique angles. Right. Not that they were the first to ever do it, but um, with the, you could tell it's a little budget with, you know, the kind of experimentation that they're doing. And it was like, oh, let's try this. Let's try this. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And this is uh, more cautionary tales of – don't go into a stranger's house when you hear (laughs) (laughs) mister what's going on need some gas oh great there's a there's a wheelchair ramp for franklin let me check this out he just sticks his head out in that back room or that back hallway or whatever and boom leatherface with the sledgehammer yeah when he slams that door shut it's very haunting love that he just pops out of nowhere, this big giant dude with this skin mask on mm-hmm. and an apron and uh, swinging hammers and just dragging people out of the way. Like, that's fucked up, man. Kirk is, like, twitching on the ground. Yeah. He had to hit him twice, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's not as good as Grandpa. Grandpa was always a one, one-hitter quitter. <laughs> <laughs> with a sledge <laughs> that's what the hitchhiker said right yeah. grandpa yeah he, he was the best you know he's killed the first try never had to do it twice he was mad at the uh anton Chigurh's air gun <laughs> took their jobs <laughs> took no good jobs. no good air guns no good <laughs> took the jobs the other way, <laughs> the other way the sledge Oh, Anton Chigurh, he'd, <laughs> he'd probably get slaughtered by these guys. I mean, he's a badass motherfucker, but he would get fucked up. 
Like you can't play mind games with the fucking Texas call it. family. Call it. I can't call it for you. <laughs> and then uh yeah, Pam just wanders into the, the house behind him. Right. I don't think she heard him get Yeah, she didn't hear it and so she's calling out after him and she kind of slips into that room with covered in like all the like chicken feathers and bones and there's bone furniture and yeah teeth just all the like remains it's like the sitting room but uh yeah. it's like the floor i'll use it it's covered in feathers and bones and teeth and it's very frightening and so yeah her screaming for a minute alerts <laughs> leatherface to her entrance into the house so then he chases her and grabs her just as she's about to get out the door and then he hauls her in and puts her on the meat hook that quiets her down a little bit you don't actually see the hooks go into her but like he lifts her up and then she just like stops so obviously you know it's in her back yeah which is gross shit is gross (laughs) and then he just uh you know pulls out his chainsaw and he starts butchering kirk Mm mm-hmm you don't want to see much but you know what he's doing he's cutting his limbs off it's kind of a it's another low angle from like below the table where he's got him so yeah you don't get a good look at it but like you can see him like going to town so with jerry's next yeah so there's a there's a scene where stelly and franklin are fighting over uh what happened to franklin's knife mm-hmm and then in the meantime, Jerry heads out to look for Kirk and Pam. He finds the house, of course, and he goes in and he lifts up the uh, freezer door because it was moving and she's in there now. She's in the freezer. Uh, it's Pam. Like a meat, yeah, it's like a meat locker. And so and she kind of, she's not quite dead, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> she's still fresh. Yeah, so she uh, she jumps up kind of convulses and then lies back down, I guess. And the leather face catches him in the act. Well, Jerry tries to run, doesn't he? And then he gets hammered. Yeah. <laughs> now, did, I thought he escaped, but then they never show him again. Yeah, he gets caught big time. But uh, I don't know. I, I must have missed it because I, I saw him get hit and then I thought he ran out again and then... I never yeah. saw him again. It's just confusing because Marilyn Burns runs in and out of that house like half a dozen times. <laughs> here's, that, here's that clip of uh, Franklin and Sally. They must be lost. They don't have a flashlight or anything. If they're not back in a minute, we've got to go look for them. Oh, well, what if we get lost too? Sally, we ought to go to that gas station and get help. I'm not leaving here without Jerry. Jerry! 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 Hey! They'll probably be back in a minute or so. Sally, we ought to go into that gas station. Sally? 
I think we ought to go. Are the keys in the van? Could I see the flashlight for a minute? What for? Franklin, let me see the flashlight. I'm going to go look for him. You don't have to go. Now, Sally, don't go. I don't think that's a good idea, Sally. I don't think you ought to go. Look, I'm going to honk the horn one more time. Just give me the flashlight. No, no, I'm, I'm going to honk the horn, and we're going to wait a minute, and then if they don't come, well, we'll go. All right? Sally, they took the keys. We don't have any keys. They took the keys. She gets a heck of a head start on him, but the next scene, she's pushing his wheelchair. What does she mean she can't push him down that hill? You don't have to push anything down the hill. Well, <laughs> you got to hang on to him so he doesn't go flying down like he did. That's uh, his job, to hold <laughs> the wheels, play a little friction so that it's a nice, easy descent. It's unclear how strong his arms are. Because there's some scenes where he looks like he has very little use of his arms and other scenes other scenes where he looks like his arms are fine well he already went off-roading at the house the franklin house he was kind of getting around in there pretty well that's true but uh yeah she ends up pushing him through the uh the old swimming hole and up the hill towards the neighbor's house and then uh out of nowhere like an rko comes fucking leather face in his chainsaw. <laughs> like, turn on the flashlight. Ooh. It gets carved up real good. Mm-hmm. So Marilyn runs. Here she runs to the house. Yeah. <laughs> she <laughs> runs right this. into the house, straight up the stairs. Mm-hmm. Finds a citizen to uh, she wants to you know get help from, and then finds out that it's a decrepit, hundred and twenty year old man basically, and then a half decomposed woman. Mm-hmm. And uh, she, I gotta give it to Sally. She runs through more windows than jo- Jason Voorhees because mm-hmm. she goes through the the upstairs window, falls two stories to the ground outside, and then just gets up and runs another however far it was to the gas station. Which is a heck of a an accomplishment. Mm-hmm. It's like Olympic level athleticism. Gunnar Hansen's got some uh, stamina too. Yeah, he's a big he's dude. He's huffing too. and puffing the whole time, running mm-hmm. around with carrying that big chainsaw. He's got to be three hundred plus. 
So yeah, she runs all the way back to the gas station. And uh, the old man is, oh, oh <laughs> calm down. <laughs> Everything's all right. What happened? We got to drive to Childress. I ain't got a phone. <laughs> <laughs> Let me get the truck. You'll be safe here. He just leaves her by herself with the door wide open. Two minutes ago, this fucking chainsaw-wielding monster was coming after her. I'm sure it was menacing at the time and maybe even menacing when I first watched it, but sometimes now when I watch it, I just laugh my ass off when he's sitting there with the broom. <laughs> right? Especially when they're still at the gas station. He just he keeps like slapping her with that broom. <laughs> <laughs> then he gets her tied up, puts a... Does he put a burlap, burlap sack over her or something? <laughs> Keeps poking her. <laughs> Nothing to worry about now. <laughs> I like how he, he, you know, he gets in the truck to drive away, and then he's like, oh, forgot to close the door. <laughs> and the fact that he has to put her in a burlap sack. <laughs> it's like, that's like some Scooby-Doo shit. <laughs> It was hilarious. Like he's in the truck, he's got it on, and then he's about to drive away, and he's like, "No, wait a minute!" And he goes in and shuts off the light and locks the door. <laughs> Don't want anybody getting in. Uh, this leads us to our last clip. Oh, they're still in the truck on the way back to the Leatherface residence. <laughs> Forget their last. Do, do we learn their last names later on, like in no. the sequels? In the sequels, maybe. This movie for sure not because they're just yeah kind of I think they're credited as like what they are like hitchhiker and old man and grandpa yep but I'm so, sure in, in subsequent movies they probably reveal the uh, the last name yeah this is uh, the old man and Sally in the truck and then on the way back see the hitchhiker he's made his way back home now too you got nothing to worry about you. Just take it easy, yeah. We will be there soon. No, 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 no. There's no, no need to do that.
your brother-in-law, you... Get at her and get that girl out of the car. Right, get her out. Get her out of the car. Get her out of there. Hope that your brother didn't let any of those kids get away. Leatherface has no pride in his home. <laughs> That's maybe my favorite line in the movie. Look what your brother did to that dog. Don Imus came to mind when I heard that clip. Yeah, I was going to say, do you think that the hitchhiker... <laughs> Nappy-headed nappy hitchhiker. Do you think that he's, he's uh, biracial... Uh, based on the slurs that he called him in that, uh, that yeah, scene he, there. I just noticed it now. Did he say he called him little, little coon shits? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. I was like, what? And then he called him nap-headed. Although he's got really like stringy, straight hair. So yeah. I don't know if he was like intended to be biracial, but they just hired a white guy. But... Based on how he was talking to him, I, I kind of think that maybe he, he was supposed to be mixed race. Could be. He's a hitchhiker after all, so maybe uh, <laughs> <laughs> maybe he hitchhiked there. Well, it's the old man's sons, right? Like, yeah. Are we to believe that... Is he just saying your the, brother? No, is, just... we're, we're to believe that he is the biological father of both these people. Yeah. And it's... Uh, it's possible that it's not. It's just like a makeshift family, but yeah, I would think that he'd be, you know, like grandpa is the father of the old man, and then the old man is the father of the hitchhiker and Leatherface. So I don't know. Maybe they get different mothers. So now there's about 20 minutes left in the movie, and it's all, it, it all contains screaming. <laughs> Marilyn Burns just screams for 20 minutes. Did you notice too, uh, this part of the movie, uh, Leatherface, I don't know if he had a different mask on or it was the same yeah. mask, but he's I got his lady makeup. Yeah, he's got his lady makeup on now. Mm-hmm. With the wig? He's playing mom? Yeah. <laughs> I think we had talked about this a little bit on our favorite masked characters list mm-hmm. episode. That it seemed like he had different masks for different occasions. And then they go get grandpa, make sure they don't drop him on the way down the stairs. Yep. <laughs> and they, they, they sit him down next to Sally, who's tied to a chair now, and they cut Sally's finger, and grandpa just kind of sucks on it for a little bit. Mm-hmm. But he, he gets a little more strength, though. That blood gives him strength. He's half decomposed himself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, she... Uh, she passes out. I don't know. It's from exhaustion or it can't. I, don't, I doubt it's from blood loss at that point or if it's just like hysteria. But uh, she wakes up and it's dinner time for everybody else. Mm-hmm. And then the old man and the hitchhiker fucking just scream at each other for, <laughs> for much of it. <laughs> You're just a cook. You're just a cook. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Yeah, Leatherface isn't the best uh, diffuser of tense situations. 
No, not at all. He <laughs> seems uh, like he's uh, he's not very good under pressure. At least that kind of pressure, social pressure. Like he can kill people on the run, you know. But <laughs> so now they want to kill her with a sledgehammer, the old way, the best way. Why not let Grandpa do it? He's the best. Yeah, he's the best. This is one of the most horrifying scenes. <laughs> They've been Sally over a like a bucket, mm. or a, it's like a I don't know. It's still a bucket, right? But it's like a bigger. Like, it's like a uh, wider bucket. Yeah, and uh, Leatherface basically has to hold up Grandpa's arm and hold the hammer in his hand. And he mm-hmm. keeps dropping it because he's got no strength whatsoever. <laughs> and it, like sometimes it like clips Sally on the way down, but nothing solid. There is uh, one or two that connects pretty well because you could see blood on her head. That like, kind of gashed her head on one. Yeah, of them. but like not not enough to like knock her out or yeah. kill her or anything like that. And she's just struggling. And this scene goes on and on. Like, how long do you think this scene is? Two, three, four minutes? <laughs> Something like that until she jumps out a window again. <laughs> <laughs> she finally breaks away and jumps out a window. And then she runs around the woods for who knows how long. Mm-hmm. Sun's coming up. She finally makes it to the road. And the, well, the whole way there, the hitchhiker cut up to her, just slicing up her back with a knife. Yeah. He's using his little straight razor from before, which really doesn't do a whole lot, but uh, sort of like tackling her or something, <laughs> he just kind of slashes her. Got Leatherface trailing with the chainsaw. The hitchhiker gets demolished by that semi, which is why it stops. <laughs> That's right. He should have looked both ways. But the, the semi driver gets out of the truck. Like, he should have just... Stayed in the truck. He's like, oh, shit. And he tries to get back in. <laughs> and then he gets out again. Yeah. He just he, runs, uh, runs away. Yeah. <laughs> like, you got, you could just drive away. <laughs> yeah. Although... You can't uh, leave well, the scene of an accident. Well, Leatherface was slicing up his door, I guess. Yeah. But... Uh, oh, he did grab a, a wrench out of the truck, though. Mm-hmm. And he, he caught Leatherface with it. And then Leatherface, he falls, chainsaw, slices his leg up pretty good. Fun fact about that is now there was like a protective metal that was kind of around his thigh so he wouldn't get cut by the chainsaw. Mm-hmm. So, But the chainsaw chain was rubbing on that metal and they heated it up, made it really hot and it burned his leg. <laughs> um, so it, like when he's screaming there, that's actually him screaming because his leg is being burned. But we already established that it wasn't very hot out there. <laughs> <laughs> Can't have it both ways. <laughs> yeah, I should have checked since he was in mom mode, mom leather face. Maybe he was nipping out. I didn't look. <laughs> Looking like meatloaf in Fight Club. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bob? <laughs> Bob's big tits. <laughs> Uh, pickup driver comes by. Sally somehow gets in the back of the bed. The and semi driver just keeps running past him. <laughs> they don't even <laughs> fucking pick him up. 
Narrow <laughs> <laughs> uh, Escape. No. I don't know how many other movies I've seen where that driver that comes and picks up the final girl is like the old man or something like that. You know, I've, I've, I was still, I had seen this before, but it's been a while, but I was expecting it to be like the old man and then driving back to the fucking house. Like I think a house of a thousand corpses did that. And, uh, yeah. When Captain sure Spaulding a, finding the final girl. Yeah. And I think there's a few other ones, but no, it, uh, was a happy ending. If you can call it that. <laughs> and then that iconic final scene of Leatherface dancing in the sunrise or whatever you want to say. Just waving that chainsaw around. <laughs> Great shot. Yeah. They uh they really timed that well with the uh the sun coming up. I mean mm-hmm. it, it looks fantastic. All right, any uh, final thoughts before we get into fun facts? No, I think we covered it pretty well. You know, it's an iconic movie, influenced a lot of movies coming after it. Yeah, I love the sequel. It's a great sequel. It's very different. Uh, well, I mean, it's not very different, but like the style of it's different because it, they go overboard on the gore and it's kind of like Grand Guignol type stuff played more for laughs mm-hmm. although i believe hooper it's has said before that he was this one was trying to go more for laughs wasn't he i'm I mean, not, not make sure a, an actual comedy maybe more like a dark comedy or something like that i, I wouldn't be surprised yeah i wouldn't be surprised if like the uh the cannibal family was uh, intended to be more funny than terrifying but because he definitely injects a lot of humor into that second one. They really toe the line. Yeah. The third one, I've only seen a couple of times, and I always kind of, it's very forgetful to me. Yeah. I've seen it once. Uh, the Next Generation, which is the fourth one, but is just a reboot of the first one with Matthew McConaughey and Renee Zellwidja. Um, it's, it's almost like a shot-for-shot remake of the first one. It's just like same scenes. Same everything, pretty much. Just not very good. <laughs> I recorded that one this week off of Epics. It's worth it to see like uh, those two actors so young and terrible at what they do. <laughs> I might watch that between now and the next time we do a recently seen. Maybe I'll review it on the next episode. Okay. And then there's the remake in 03, I believe, with Jessica Biel. Yeah, I haven't seen any of the uh, newer it's ones. Biel. Yeah, it is. Yeah, that one uh, I do like. It's, pr- it's pretty solid for a remake. Um, this isn't amazing, but it's, it's solid. And then there's a couple other ones. There's like Texas Chainsaw 3D, which I never saw. I think they came out about 2013 or so. There's a, there's like a a prequel with like, like a Leatherface origin story thing. Yeah, what that one's called. It's like it's like Texas Chainsaw: The Beginning or something like that. Yeah, I haven't seen that either, so couldn't tell anything about those. But I'm sure they're not too great. 
So let's get into fun facts. Hey, everybody. Here's some fun facts. Terry McMinn strongly believes that her character Pam escaped from the freezer and made it out alive. She thinks the character of Pam was a fighter, as she stated in a previous interview. <laughs> Why didn't she help her friends? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she snuck out the back door while they're chasing uh, Sally. Here's a fun fact. Uh, Toby Hooper allowed Gunnar Hansen to develop Leatherface as he saw fit under his supervision. Hansen decided that Leatherface was mentally handicapped and never learned to talk properly. So he went to school for the mentally handicapped and watched how they moved and listened to them talk to get a feel for the character. He also tried his best to make his portrayal as non-offensive as he could. Many fans, including those who are mentally handicapped, say he succeeded. Mm-hmm. The, uh, I should say, Kirk and Pam should have heeded the advice of the old man at the gas station because he mentions that it's a bad idea to just go into people's houses, especially since the owner might not take kindly to it. Because that's how they died. <laughs> that's good advice for everybody, <laughs> especially in Texas. <laughs> yeah. How did the, how did that family not have a gun? I don't know. I mean, uh, you would think they would. It's probably a budget issue. Here's a fun fact. Uh, after getting into the old age makeup, John Dugan decided that he did not ever want to go through the process again, meaning that all the scenes with him had to be filmed in the same session before he could take the makeup off. This entire process took about 36 hours, five of which took to put the makeup on. During a brutal summer heat wave where the average temperature was over 100 degrees, allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. With a large, Big allegedly. With a large portion of it spent filming the dinner scene with him wearing a heavy suit and necktie, sitting in a room filled with dead animals and rotting food with no air conditioning or electric fans. Everyone later recalled that the stench from the rotting food and people's body odor was so terrible that some crew members passed out or became sick from the smell. Edwin Neal, who played the hitchhiker, claimed filming that scene was the worst time of my life and I had been in Vietnam with people trying to kill me. So I guess that shows how bad it was. <laughs> Here's another fun fact. The iconic scene, Gunnar Hansen swings his chainsaw in frustration because Sally gets away. Hansen was directed to look frustrated and he knew stomping his feet in anger would not suffice. He changed it to swinging his chainsaw because he wanted to scare director Toby Hooper as payback for the way he treated the cast during filming. Payback is in quotes. Uh, Marilyn Burns, whose character was chased by Leatherface through the undergrowth. See, that's a common word. Actually cut herself on the branches quite badly, so a lot of the blood on her body and clothes is real. So now you know what undergrowth is. <laughs> Uh, during the dinner scene toward the end of the film when Leatherface cut Sally's finger, actress Marilyn Burns slightly moved her finger so he would actually cut her. This happened because they couldn't get the fake blood to come out of the tube behind the blade. Now, I'd heard that before, but watching it this time, this is the first time, maybe it's because of this 4K transfer, but in the van in the beginning, when he cuts his own hand, and as he's about to give the knife to Franklin, I can see the little tube behind the blade on the one side that's kind of shooting out the blood. 
Oh yeah. And so, uh, you can see, yeah, you can see the little tube going up into the blade, but, and then once he gives it to Franklin, you know, camera switches. And so then it's just a regular knife mm-hmm. and the tube's gone, but yeah, I'm guessing they're using the same thing and it wasn't working. So it's okay. Just cut my finger. I'm sure this well, knife Mar- is really clean. Marilyn Burns just, you know, bleeding for her craft from the undergrowth and the knife. Let's see. Director Toby Hooper claims to have gotten the idea for the film while standing in the hardware section of a crowded store while Christmas shopping. While thinking of a way to get out through the crowd, he spotted the chainsaws. Here's another fun fact. According to the current owner of the house in Kingsland, Texas, the previous owner told her that they painted most of the second floor pink to try to get their kids to sleep upstairs. They were too scared to sleep upstairs, so their parents tried to make it a bit more comfortable for them to spend their nights up there. The wallpaper was later added. Interestingly enough, the same wallpaper that was used upstairs is the same pattern, the different colors used for the upstairs in the sister sister home. Uh, Surprisingly, this film is one of the least bloody horror films of all time. This is because Toby Hooper intended to make the movie for a PG rating by keeping violence moderate, language mild, and having most of the horror implied off-screen rather than shown in great detail on-screen. However, this plan had actually backfired and made the film more horrifying because despite cutting and repeated submissions, the ratings board insisted on an X rating, and it wasn't until the film received the R rating when Hooper gave up and released it. Uh, Hooper had a similar ratings problem with the sequel. Yeah, I mean, at that time... I could fathom it getting a PG. I mean, I know it didn't, but I've seen PG movies with like rape scenes in them, you know, oh, a yeah. little bit of nudity. And so, so it wasn't out of the realm of possibility. I mean, this was long before PG 13 was a thing. Mm-hmm. And guess what? I just found out the Franklin name conundrum dilemma you have there. Okay. So, Franklin was named after his grandparents' last name. This carries his grandparents' last name to his first name, thus allowing for Hardesty to be his last name. Now, I do remember that name Hardesty uh, from the sequels, at least looking it up. Franklin Hardesty. So, must have been his dad's. So, so either it was his dad's maternal grandparents or yeah. his mom's parents. Yeah, that would probably make more sense. So, yeah, Franklin Hardesty. Because the sequel is, uh, I'm sure if it's Sally again, but someone, I think. No, it's because Dennis Hopper is like the uncle of Franklin and who's the other? Sally. Sally. I can't remember if. Because I thought Sally was dead in that one. I can't remember if something happened to her in the meantime. Or maybe she just had a lot of problems. But I don't know. Because he's after he's going after him for revenge purposes. So they killed my invalid nephew and you know. Anyways. Uh, the soundtrack contains no sounds from musical instruments, with the exception of some copyrighted music they had the rights to. 
Instead, they use sounds an animal, an animal would hear inside a slaughterhouse. Here's a fun fact. Gunnar Hansen said that during filming, he didn't get along very well with Paul A. Partain, who played Franklin. A few years later, he met Partain again and realized that Partain, a method actor, had simply chosen to stay in character even when not filming. And then they remained good friends up until Partain's death. I've heard this one before. Texas Chainsaw Massacre is what inspired Ridley Scott to make Alien. Some people have even called Alien a Texas Chainsaw Massacre in space. I mean, I can see the comparisons, but like uh, uh, the trivia here also has a lot of comparison. And some of these aren't even like trivias. Some of these are just like people's analysis that they put in as trivia. Mm -hmm. One is about Herschel Gordon Lewis's splatter movie, The Gruesome Twosome from 67, which is an early slasher movie that kind of bears a resemblance to Texas Chainsaw. There's one comparing this to the, uh, the Bunsters and the Adams Family. It's like an updated version of that. Another one comparing it to an updated version of Psycho. So there's a lot of comparisons and um, potential inspirations you can, you know, uh, decipher in here but right working titles for the film were stocking leatherface and head cheese <laughs> <laughs> so in some of these they're uh, saying that the family is the Sawyer family yep I was just looking at the same one we met in the middle yeah I do remember Sawyer family from the uh, sequel yeah, I don't think they say that at all in this movie. Yeah. But yeah, I think that'll about do it. It's a classic. Mm-hmm. Iconic cult film. Midnight movie. Good stuff. We're going to get a lot of listens on this. A lot of downloads. Mm-hmm. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's ever talked about it before. We're the first. I mean, it's, what, uh, from 74, so that's, what, uh, 46 years ago? It's never Indeed. been talked about. All right. Well, uh, why don't you, you want to plug anything else? You just want to mention your show again? or As if I haven't mentioned it enough, the Positively Wolfy podcast, check it out. We're going to be back on schedule here, uh, releasing every Friday. Unqualified commentary on allegedly real news. It's a non-serious take on uh, real news stories that uh, seem kind of goofy or uh, fake or silly, uh, but they're actually real. All right. Yeah, we are finishing up our horror extravaganza this month in November, but at least it was, uh, we got a Friday the 13th in here, so... That makes a little bit of sense, at least. Got a horror movie for you, Friday the 13th. Yeah, you can reach out to us at watchthismovie at yahoo.com. Follow us on Twitter at watchthis underscore movie or Brett at positivelywolf1. Uh, You can check out our website at wtmwatchthismovie.com. And please rate and review, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and many other podcast apps. And Brett, where can they get some lovely WTM merchandise. 
can head to teespring.com slash stores slash WTM watch this movie. Get all kinds of stuff. T-shirts, hoodies, stickers, coffee mugs, masks. Um, if there's any designs out there you want on a mask or, you know, something like that, let me know. I can put it out there. Right now, I think we only have the uh, the main logo and the turning into real mark on a mask. But, uh, you know, with COVID spiking again and everybody's shutting down, you're going to want to get some masks. And you can save 10% with the promo code canceled with two L's. Nice. All right. We will check you later. Guess we'll see you around. All right. Check you later. Bye. Wait, man, why are you always such a dork, man? What are you talking about? Check you later. Check you later. (laughs) Hey, man, you're off my case.